the galaxy explodes, the Rebels return. You can relive it all with Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. How's business? Not bad for a bounty hunter. Chewbacca, Princess Leia, new AT-8 and ATST driver action figures each sold separately. Arr! Take me to Endor, ATST driver. I've no orders. Arr! You do now. Princess Leia! One move and I'll set off this thermal detonator. Let's go! Chewbacca, Princess Leia, Organa, new AT-8 and ATST driver each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. works very small man can cast a very large shadow this <laughs> does put a smile on my face once more the Sith will rule the galaxy You are on the Sith List. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 137 of the Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolichahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventure into podcasting. The young, the restless, the man who does not have his chest hair sticking out this week, Mr. Carlos Buarguayo. The man who's a little late for this evening, but he's here. So we're going to give him credit. He's been under the weather. Mr. Less is... A stubborn son of a gun. You can say... <laughs> you, you can say <laughs> not to my mama, man. Don't do that. You can say bitch. No. Oh, because you said son of a... Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. You better... Mm. Mm. <laughs> the man we call... Oh I have no idea what's going on. The man we call... El Hombre. The man who rocks a Taylor Swift song like no other. DJ Diddles himself, Mr. Eric. Diddles? What the hell, man? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Just roll with it. <laughs> Less is coughing and dying over here. Mr. Eric Struthers. <laughs> That's me. Tonight, we bring back a guest who we had an absolute blast with. Four months ago, by the way. Only because I know that I'm not being a creeper like I was last time because I knew all that information about this guest. And I'm not going <laughs> to dive in to all the other information that I know about her because it'll be even bigger creeper. So let's just keep that at bay. Yeah, wait, wait, where, where did she go to high school again? Oh, I will not say. Yeah. <laughs> but you might know her as a Star Wars and a pupper in this. In this. In Thriloquist. In Thriloquist. In Thizuist. Entomologist. Oh, Lord. It's going to be another one of those. She likes to drink wine from the sweet barrels of my boy, Dave Matthews, Ooh. the co-host of the Imperial Senate podcast and host of Data Bank Discussions. Please welcome back the one and only Miss Claire Stripling into the Sith layer. How you doing, Claire? I'm great. I'm doing a lot better than you, apparently. Oh, man. This last couple of weeks have been rough for me. 
Maybe it's because I started drinking before the podcast. And you that, that could be it. It really could. But life, you know, life's been good. I was. It was funny that you that you said you weren't going to say anything because that was going to be my first question. Was so. What information have you dug up about me this time? Well, I'm I'm going to tell you in person at celebration because I, I feel creepy oh, telling good. you over there. Oh no yeah, <laughs> not not like that's even you know less that's creepy great. at all. Yeah, exactly. You could you could peer into her eyes and tell her I know everything. You should change your social security number though. That's yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> What's your credit score? You know yeah. that too? Well, I don't want to tell everybody your credit score. Yeah. But you're doing a lot better this month. I will say that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I you're am. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, see? I knew that. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Oh. What's horrible, though, if you go on, put your own name down, or you'll get like this rating that you have, a personal rating that you've been like reviewed, like Rotten Tomatoes. And my rating is so <laughs> bad. I don't know what happened in my prior life, but I have a really bad percentage, man. Clearly, whoever's doing the ratings is listening to this podcast. That's a clue. <laughs> That's I'm kidding. Right. Oh, I'm wow. Kidding. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> but the ratings will go up. You know why? Because you're on, Claire. See how nice we are? You're darn right. That's right. <laughs> Look at the confidence, though. <laughs> How's everybody else doing? Mr. Strothers, how are you? I'm great, man. I am dealing with another round of kids being sick, which is oh, pretty man. annoying. But other than that, things are rad. Should hey. throw this out there. Oh, I please. got the sail barge from Hasbro, and it is awesome. Holy shit. Wow, the, you got uh, the sail barge? The big-ass one? The big-ass. I heard our boy Mike Pappas made a killing on that sail barge today on the secondary market. Ooh. Oh, really? The yeah. Star Wars black market? Yeah, of yeah. course. Pappas the Underworld? Yeah. The Underworld. Yeah. How much was that thing, Eric? 500 bills. I think he sold it for nine thirty six today. Oh shit! Yeah. That's a hell of a return. Yeah. My God! Typical Pappas. Fucking kudos to Pappas. Fuck. Yeah, so Did he get the guy's he kidneys just got too? A free one. Good for you, Mike. Now you have no excuses to not show up to celebration. Exactly. Yeah. And Boo, you doing all right? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. Everybody's ready to roll. Yeah. We're ready to get into this. Mm-hmm. So let's first talk a little bit about the wonderful world of Miss Shriveling and what's going on in your great life and. How excited you are to be going to celebration. Oh man. I am I'm psyched right now. I'm starting to get things laid out. I'm starting to make like grocery lists and things like that so I can be all stocked and ready to go. And I've got like five cases of Dave Matthews wine on there, you know. Gotta get yes, you know, there to you get go. me through the week. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, things are good, you know. Working, drinking wine, seeing <laughs> some movies. Life's all right. <laughs> nothing's better than that. How is the uh, how's the podcast going? It's been really good. We've been we've been um, disturbingly busy lately, so we haven't been able to get together the three of us in a while. But we've had a few th- things out with a little bit of us. We've got some Patreon content coming up very soon, and very cool. yeah, no, life is good. I, need, is, I wish we had more to talk about, but I know, know that's fun. the thing, right? There's there's not a lot of news out there, but there's stuff that did definitely happen uh, just in the last couple of days, and we'll get into that once we get into the Star Wars stuff. But uh, tell people right now where they can find your podcast and where they can listen to you do the Star Wars yeah. stuff. Yeah, so you can find the Imperial Senate podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much wherever and uh you can follow us on twitter at imp senate pod if you want updates on when those episodes comes out very cool and we'll put all that stuff on the show notes so make sure you click on the show notes and get that information we'll have all that stuff on there and definitely give them a listen and you're gonna help us give out the week in geek this week oh yeah i'm so excited i think that's the first time (laughs) excuse me i think that's the first time i ever used that moniker (coughs) 
<laughs> fucking dying. What happened? That cores went down the wrong hole. Yeah, yeah. really. Oh, oh, man. Well, the problem is that it's cores, first of all. But yeah, I'm only down to our last four beers. I know. It's okay. They're all cores. They're all beer pong drinks. Beer, beer pong beers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the wasted ones. The yeah. oh, all right, fine. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, whatever. The weekend geek. All right, let's get, let's go. We are. Let me give you the shenanigans out. We are proud members of the Make Your Stars Podcast Network podcast to tune into. Like now, this podcast: Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast Two and Eight Seven, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. Check those great podcasts out. You can find us all over the social media platforms: Facebook, The Sith List. Instagram, the Sith list. You can email us at the Sith list at gmail.com. We'll give out our Twitter stuff later on and uh, go on T public. There's a bunch of cool new shirts. We sold another three or four today, by the way, somebody bought another ACE job shirt there. Mr. Struthers. Nice. That shirt rules. So there you go. Let's get into some box office. No surprise here for a second week in a row. Dizzy and Marvel's captain Marvel topped the weekend box office as now has posted over $760 million worldwide. I believe it's at over $800 million uh, as of today. It is killing it. It's kicking ass. And Captain Marvel made $69 million. The Wonder Park made $16 million. And Five Feet Apart, which I have no idea what that is, made $13 million. So there is your PSD box office report. Info brought to you by boxofficemojo.com. And Captain Marvel, man, it is just killing it. And Claire, you got to see Captain Marvel, correct? I did. I finally got to see it on Monday. And so we are, we're going to get your opinion on it um, in, in a sec. But this Five Feet Apart, anybody know what the heck that is? It's, it's one of like those teenage romantic comedies. I'm sorry I know this, but I saw the trailer accidentally. It was like, no, oh, he was there opening night. Oh. Yeah, I was. I was. Now yeah. I know which one it is. Yeah. When, it's once somebody's sick. And yeah, and they can't sick. touch each other or right. else they get each other sick and they'll kill each other. Yeah, right. exactly. They, they oh, should have killed each other. from Hannah Montana in it. Yes. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just don't act like you weren't watching Hannah Montana <laughs> every day. Hey, man. Well, I like, you definitely were, I'm sure. Right? I, I, mean, I like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I got no problems with Miley Cyrus. I liked Hannah Montana more than I like Miley Cyrus, though. I think Miley has, has stepped her game up recently. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. I don't know what that means. Let's move on. <laughs> she's married now, yeah. To Liam, right? That's right. Good for Liam. Yeah. Maybe that's why she stepped her game up because mm-hmm. Liam has just made such a great impact on yeah, her. Yeah, why are we talking about my yeah, she, she married to Hemsworth, yeah. I think it's time for a little Star Wars news. Write the ship, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, Eric, please All right. write the here ship. Comes, here comes everything I know. Are you ready? Uh oh. And there it was. So, yeah, it's surprisingly not surprising. We are still waiting on some particulars such as the title for Episode 9, which, let's be real, at this point, it's going to be at Celebration, unless it's in huge danger of being leaked by somebody credible, at which point they'll panic and shuffle and go ahead and announce it. That's my guess. Claire, you've, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning towards it being at Celebration. I could still see there being like a Bresnikin deal where it's released, which is kind of weird because they never do it that way. But yeah, the only thing that really would make me believe that it would be released before Celebration is, is, you know, all of the t-shirts and merchandise that that will be sold at Celebration. But 
considering the, uh, I don't even know if the store will be open on that Bounty Hunter preview day. And if that panel's first thing in the morning on Friday, then, I mean, it's going to be in the store anyway. You're going to find out at that panel and then it'll be fine. But yeah, that's my guess. I think it's going to be celebration now, which is exciting, but also a little disappointing for me. I need to know now. I do feel like if, let's say that somebody knew and that there was product being made for it that wouldn't be revealed until the panel, we would already know the title. There's no way that they could keep a lid on that. It's impossible. I mean, Lego can't keep from from, from <laughs> spoiling some things, you know, so you're, there's no way like a t-shirt, rando t-shirt manufacturer could keep a clamp on that. There's, they just couldn't do it. But uh, so speaking of celebration real quick, before we get into stuff that, you know, was actually in the news is apparently what's going to happen. They haven't officially announced it, but it's officially fallen out there by people who have been able to register their celebration passes. I don't know how they have theirs yet when I don't have mine, but what are you going to do? So there won't be any overnight queuing, which I remember trying to explain this to my buddies and they're like, Nope, don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's a whole long thing, but long story short, there's no overnight queuing and they're doing it. It's basically a lottery. Okay. Virtual queuing with, the celebration app which if you have the app from orlando it is not bad it it wasn't particularly great man and you know what's going to happen is it's they mention i see like the term first come first serve but well how does that work when's the when's the go line when does all that happen it's a lottery you might get in you might not get in okay the the thing is and Claire, you recall, you there were so many people in this one spot that data sucked. Yeah, it it, it was just uh, not going to happen. <laughs> and yeah. so just relying on this app to be your ticket in the door. It's, uh, the only thing I can think of is if this thing, it's all done by like some serial number on your pass. I don't know. But to where then, okay, you managed to get queued up for this and you don't actually need your phone once you're there surrounded by tens of thousands of other people in close proximity. But regardless, that's what's happening. No overnight lines. So there you go. Wait, Eric, let me stop you there because I got, uh, I got, a, I got a guy in front of me here who's smiling. He's got a thumbs up because <laughs> his ass has never been in an overnight line and he's so excited that he doesn't have to be. I, I'm just going to say this, that this is a recipe for disaster, what they're setting up. If they're relying on this virtual queue, those things never fucking work, man. And there's always crashes. There's always shit that goes down. And they're expecting all those people that wait overnight to be in this virtual like queue and try to all get in. Uh, it's I'm telling you, this is not going to work. This is going to be bad. This is a bad idea. This is a sound bite. Goes in right now. I got a bad feeling about this. So they, they let you start lining up at 6 a.m. on Friday and, and all the other days, too. But I just, I don't know. I guess we'll see. It would be a bummer to not be able to get in there and, and see the panel. The only thing, the overnight line was fun. There were things about it that were fun. We talked about this last week. But it was the one thing where if, if you want it bad enough, you, you can get in. 
you just got to want it bad enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You had control over your destiny. That's right. That's right. But now, now with the lottery system, it's quite a bit like being in the music business. Wanting it and working your ass off does not necessarily mean things are going to work out. There's a huge piece of luck involved in there. But anyway, so it, for the people who aren't going to celebration who are like, shut up. We do have some other stuff. Okay. So our friend Oscar Isaac, who's going to be at celebration. See what I did there? Oh. Just brought it right back. Pow. See if we see him there. So, Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. If we get in the panel, if we get to see, yeah, if we get to there. be in his presence. So he was on Jimmy Fallon and he was talking about his last day of shooting and how it was someone else's last day of shooting. And it sort of overshadowed him. And let's give this a quick listen. I want to talk about your, your new movie, Triple Frontier. But I, I quickly uh, mention, if you don't mind, uh, congrats on Star Wars doing the Star Wars trilogy. I mean, you closed it out. You know, I'm a fan of everything, but that was. That had to have been so special uh, in your life. No, and that's, no, no. no nothing was not that special. No, it was it was like it was such a such a milestone, uh, you know. And and what was particularly special is the day that I finished. And these three massive movies that for me have been you know such a huge part of my life. Uh, right after it was like, okay, Oscar's done, and you know I said a few words. It's like, and it's also Anthony Daniels' last day on set, you know. And, I mean, t- way to take the thunder. You know, I mean, this guy, he's been there from the very beginning. You know, originally George Lucas saw the whole thing as, as a story about C-3PO and R2-D2, these droids that kind of witness all this history. And so, Wait, so your last day was C-3PO's last day? Yeah. Well, who cares about you? <laughs> I know, man. I know, I know. <laughs> like, dude, can't you retire tomorrow? I know, can you? Exactly. <laughs> like, why today? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, so that was his last, last day. Last day as well? Yeah. That's it was awesome. amazing. How was he? He was super emotional about it and yeah. hanging up the golden cowl. <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, really, and, and I mean this, this, this time, he kept saying, like, this is, was the most fun he had. Because he has actually, you know, he had so much fun things to do and... And we got to work a lot together, and, and uh, yeah, it was just amazing oh, to, to, see awesome. that, to see that piece that. of history close. Here's the thing. Here's what this did for me, okay? Thinking about Anthony Daniels, you hear all these negative things about him with mm-hmm. his attitude on set to the other people, especially Kenny Baker. And you hear things like this, and it makes you makes you like him a little more. Just a tad. And, and it, you know, because you think about the reality of it, he, he's been in every single movie. He is, he's a lot like uh, Billy D. Williams, where, you know, he's done the C3PO voice in all of the animated stuff, the Lego stuff, all of it. it that's his character. That's him. And so I, I would bet that was pretty tough, man. Mm-hmm. And it almost, almost makes me. Forget how annoying he's been on Twitter the last <laughs> month or so. His, his little creeperness on Twitter. Just his. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of that, have we found out what he's on about yet? It was. <laughs> yeah. I I think he's writing a book. I think. I'm surprised he hasn't written saying. a book yet. I think he's waiting. You're waiting until it's all over so he can just talk about all nine and you know the Ta- last 40 years can you imagine he just blasts everybody oh just, like just crushes everybody just crushes yeah, everybody exactly fuck everybody yeah could you imagine harrison yeah. ford smells like shit all the time yeah he doesn't wear deodorant oh could you imagine that yeah <laughs> he's he's farting on set oh. all the time he's such an a-hole 
this would probably be where he says the the his most hated piece of the entire thing was the red arm gag and he thought it was the dumbest thing he'd ever heard yeah. and he almost quit you probably didn't recognize me because of the red arm I'm <laughs> later days buttholes that's and, funny. yeah that that was it that was his line right there so <laughs> oscar has been one of the only people we've managed to hear anything out of which is is kind of nice and he also talks about how uh poe's relationship with Leia and and sort of his interaction with Carrie Fisher went and this was on Sirius XM Insight. Let's give this a spin. Uh, you know you're going to be. I know you just wrapped on nine. You're going to be getting the Carrie Fisher questions all over the place. But when you saw eight, were you surprised at how your relationship with Carrie Fisher was such an emotional centerpiece of the film? I wasn't surprised because I remember we we were doing that. We. Uh, we worked a lot and, and her and I worked together so much too. And we would talk about the scenes and we would, um, you know, just, we were, we got very tight during the shooting of that. So it was, uh, it, it was a beautiful thing to see and it gets carried over, uh, into the, into the new film. As I, well. I look forward to having you here next year when we can talk about it. Yeah, when you can yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it yeah. I can only imagine having to work with her with the scenes they're inserting would be emotional for you on a whole other level. Yeah, no, it is. It was, it's, it was definitely an unusual thing, but I also think it was right to, to engage with, with her character and not just let it be something that fades away, but can, to really yeah. give it its, its proper, you know, uh, a place of honor. Man, that must be tough. Man, oh man. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of how much of a beatdown this is going to be to see it. Yeah, remember we talked last week about seeing Stan Lee in that intro and how it was kind of emotional oh. just watching mm-hmm. that, right? Claire, mm-hmm. you just saw, you, you know what I'm talking about. Brought First, a tear to my eye. Right, and a lot of people's <laughs> eyes. And either the crowd was stunned by seeing it and emotional, uh, sad, or they were cheering. This is going to be a point when we first see her on screen, I really think it's going to be like Eric said, it's going to be kind of like, oh, man, it's going to be great that we're going to be able to finalize the trilogy with her. Thank God for modern technology that we can do that. But it's really going to be not a letdown, but kind of like a beat down, like like Eric said. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's definitely it's one of those things that you're going to want to experience. And mm-hmm. I, it, as ridiculous as this sounds, it's OK to like wallow in that sadness. That's right. what grief is for. That's what. That's what those feelings are there for. It's the, an appropriate response to the thing. And that's how that's how well regarded the Carrie Fisher and the character of Leia is. And it's a it's a legacy that that you want to see handled in a certain way. And and it's it's okay to be sad. Sometimes it's you want to be sad because that's how you should feel. Right. But right. also triumphant and everything else at the same time. Claire, you were at last celebration, correct? Orlando? Yeah, I was. Did you go to the 40-year panel? So I was not in the room when it happened, and I will forever regret that, not yeah. camping out. Right. I'm looking at you, man. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was front row at the Star Wars show stage, so I had perfect view of all that and the interviews that immediately followed. It was such a therapeutic right. experience to just sit through that. And also there's not a lot of star Wars fans that live near me that I'm friends with. There are people that are like, 
okay Star Wars. They're like, yeah, I casually enjoy the movies. I'm not gonna. I've I've seen them like two times, and they're they're good. Yeah. But there's aren't they, there aren't people that are fanatics close by me. So that moment was finally that that moment for me to seek comfort in a group of people who understood what I was going through with St. Carrie and just who understood who, who weren't a little bit weird about it. Like, Oh, okay. I'm sorry that you're still sad about it. Like it was so nice to just be able to put your arm around a stranger next to you and just be like, she was ours and Mm -hmm. she's gone and she meant so much to all of us and she's wonderful. And, and just, just to be able to celebrate her. In that way, it was there. There are a few experiences in my life that were as therapeutic as that one. There's something about like if you listen to Steele's, our buddy Steele Saunders of the Steel Wars podcast, his blog pod from that. It's oh. really something to right. hear a recording from the audience of it that just instantly takes you straight back to it, man. It's That's amazing to, to hear a room of that size instantly go from screaming like crazy because it's John Williams to you could have heard a pin drop right in that place. Yeah. And then suddenly everybody's crying and it was, I'm so, so glad that I, you know, I stuck it out. Yeah. Well, we got to go to the, the next day's episode eight panel and just seeing the, the stills, the beautiful stills that they showed of Carrie Mm -hmm. uh, behind the scenes and some shots from the film and the way they talked about her. I mean, people were bawling all around Mm -hmm. us. I mean, I got teary eyed Mm -hmm. and it was, uh, it was, that was a great experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be rough. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be rough. And it's weird because I mean, she will always, you know, she's so special that it'll always be a bit emotional for us to see her in any sort of, especially as princess Leia. Um, but it's kind of strange too because she passed away passed away right after Rogue One came out. So right. we said goodbye to her in that CGI moment. Mm-hmm. We said goodbye to her a year later in The Last Jedi. And now we get to say goodbye to her again. It's just a, such a weird emotional <sighs> Yeah. We have so much time to like we hadn't I had no idea how much more of her we were going to get after she passed away. And I am so thankful. It's going to be, I'm going to be an absolute emotional wreck. Yeah. But I'm very thankful that we're not done with her yet. Yeah, I know. She's the gift that keeps on giving. So she is. So yeah, this is, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. What are you most looking forward to with this, the celebration? If you can get into any of these panels, by the way. (laughs) 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 So it sucks Um, now. (laughs) I think... This is kind of it's kind of weird. I think the the panel that I am most interested in hopefully getting my butt into is the Phantom Menace 40th. Oh yeah. Or yeah. 40th, 20th panel. 20th, yeah. Um because the Phantom Menace is is kind of a really special movie to me and ha- I have a lot of very special memories with that movie. Like um I loved it as a kid and it always just I, lo- I just I adore that movie. I adore Ahmed best and what he's been doing. And I'm so happy that he's going to get that moment of love back from this fandom that was so harsh on him. And then on top of that, I have a lot of very, very special phantom menace memories with my nephews who are now 13 years old, 
who still call me up and ask me Star Wars questions randomly. And The Phantom Menace is the first movie that we showed them as kids. And I will never forget them, like these little, like, seven-year-old boys giggling their butts off anytime Jar Jar did anything and then going silent when the pod race would start and just staring at the screen. And I just have so many special connections with that movie that seeing everybody come back, like whoever else we get coming back for that panel, it's going to be a good, going to take me down memory lane. I'm excited for that one. That one's going to be a good one. I just wish that Jake Lloyd could be there as well. And I, I don't know oh, that that I, obviously is not happening, but but uh, it's yeah. a shame. But I'm so happy Ahmad Best is going to be there. And, I, you know, the crowd's just going to go crazy for him, which is going to it's going to be a really sweet moment. I'm going to cry, man. I'm going to scream cry. It'll be ugly. And I'm sorry if you guys are sitting near me because your ears are going to be broken. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to be, oh, I love you. Oh. I love yeah. you so no, it's okay. gonna be it's gonna be cool. <laughs> if I can't get into episode nine panel, I'm, the one I'm gonna try to get next, I'll probably strike out. It would be the Mandalorian. Uh, is is there a Mandalorian panel, or am I just talking out of my ass? They haven't announced it. I mean, uh, one would assume there will be, right? right. But yeah, they they they're nowhere close to giving us the full schedule yet. Which part of me is all flipped out by that, but realistically, it's not gonna change my experience. It's no. It's just going to give me it's because of everything we've all the emotion we put into this. We spend so much time worrying about it. We want to know what we're going to be facing when we get there. So like now everybody's like, oh, good. We won't have to stay overnight. But wait a minute. This lottery thing freaks me out. I don't know what to think about it. And it better (laughs) work out this way. And now I'm mad. And it's so, yeah, it's it is a weird thing because there's there's so much emotion tied into this fandom. Yeah, this it's incredible. It really is. I also saw some weird rumor. I don't even know if it's credible, but something uh, our boy Steel also would love is that they're thinking about a live action Endor Ewok kind of thing. Did you see that? I did see that, and I, I mean, again, though, I don't know right how true that is. Well, and okay, so there's another thing where the uh, it's announced that the Benioff and Weiss deal. Oh yeah, now, yeah, now, yeah, I, yeah. By the way, yeah. I say quote unquote announced. Yeah. It's still not. Official. Not official. Right. But everybody starts running with it like it is, and it's hard to forget that, oh, wait a minute, did I actually read this? That it's it's going to start production ahead of the Ryan Johnson trilogy, and yeah. also that it is going to take place in the older public time. Yes. But again, none of that is verified. No, none yeah. of it is. None of it is. It just makes sense that it would be because it's them and it's Game of Thrones, but not everything that makes sense really happens all the time. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think that they're – that that person or that site's quote credible source who shared this information also said the phrase that it would be something along the lines of Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars. And that made me melt in my chair, but I'm trying not to believe this rumor until anything gets announced. I'm like, oh my God, fandoms are colliding. But no, I am. <laughs> Lord of the Rings um, meets Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I'm Thoughts. Yeah. Thoughts. And I'm done from how many new podcasts will come out after just this pretty much about <laughs> oh, that God. trilogy. Jesus. Well, Mark Hamill. Oh, I saw that. That, that was funny. Thing. Yeah. Mark Hamill said everybody in the podcast. future will have a podcast. Every single person. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very watched. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, damn. He must get like 
a barrage Can you of DMs imagine? for he, appearances yeah, on podcasts. Oh, yeah, he sometimes goes on Twitter and says, hey, guys, I can't do, especially like kids that are sick and stuff. He does as much as he can, but you can't yes. do every single one. No, so I know. it must suck for him. Like, of course, he's going to want to. Break my heart. Yeah, that's that's rough. But there, so we did have some news, Eric. Way more than you know. So wait, does that mean my my rite of passage will never come now? Because you're not going to wait over nine. I'm going to yeah. make you wait just to wait, just wait outside. Man, you can't do that. <laughs> no, no, outside kidding. the hotel in the yeah. cold. Yeah, no, no, in the hallway. In the hallway. Oh, in the hallway. Okay, that's oh, not too bad. To get to the and damn I'll, room. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll the hotel. Yeah, you wait in the room. Blast music and then do lightsaber fighting with myself. To no, make sure no, you get no, the full no, experience. Yeah, I'll start banging. Oh, wait, were you, was she part of that? No, no, no. You weren't. No, I wasn't. No, no, you weren't. <laughs> I've heard <sighs> stories, though, of, of random lightsaber fights breaking oh. out at three in the morning oh, when everybody's yeah. getting this. It was a blood sport tournament <sighs> right it was. next to us. It was. It was. Seriously, they kept <sighs> stepping on us. It's like, you guys need to go, man. It was I will so say true. this, though. That there was a kid who oh, I felt awesome. kind of bad for him because he had a uh, um, like a force effects Kylo Ren saber. And one of his um, like cross guard blades got broken off because those aren't intended to be dueled with like that. No, but this dude looked so much like Adam Driver at at the end where he's got the helmet off. Mm -hmm. He had that look. He had that face. He had Mm -hmm. the hair, and he walked with like that kind of that almost like penguin waddle limp that he had going on when they're Uh in the forest fighting Ray. That dude had it down, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there was a little. There was a little little kid. Remember that little kid that kicked ass, Eric? Oh he, yeah, he everybody was afraid to go to go hard on him. Yeah, and he, he was just, like taking advantage of that. <laughs> he was going off. That was like the first like hour where I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then four hours later, they're still doing it. That was that was a fleeting thought of, oh, this is cool. That disappeared real fucking fast. God, Boo was so upset. Yeah, he tried to sleep. Boo was so pissed. Oh yeah, don't disturb sleeping people that are sleepy. Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah, I get cranky real fast too, but it's- well, you don't have to worry about that. Gonzalez. Oh, that's right. There's no overnight lines. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still hoping there is. Every time you start falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I told Rashad. I said, I'm going to come and wake Rashad up at 3.30 in the morning every night just to, just to piss, him piss him off. off. Just to piss him off. You can borrow my lightsabers. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, oh, first, I, I, my lightsaber is gutted right now. I need to, I need to get it put back together. But uh, <laughs> there were these kids next to us. Remember them? They, oh, they were oh, right that. ahead of us in the queue. They yeah. got, they sat down and Colleen and I are like, Hey, Hey, you need to scoot over. This is our turf right here. Yep. And they had mattresses and the whole bit. And instantly, as soon as we got in, they wrapped themselves up in blankets and laid down and tried to go to sleep and kept bitching every time we were talking. Yep. Remember those guys? Oh, I remember. <laughs> I, I remember, remember them. them later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, we're, oh, no. we're gonna get an email. Hey, you motherfuckers, that was us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> not, not really. I mean, Eric took care of those guys, so yeah. yeah. Eric and Colleen. Yeah, yeah. Murdered. We're not gonna children. say anything else because yeah, we'll just leave it at that. That's funny. Yeah, we're like twenty five days away, and I'm hoping that they have no idea what they're doing with this app thing, and they're just gonna say fuck it. No, no, they're they're gonna sink with the ship. They can't do that. They're, if it fucks up, they're going to wait till it fucks up that day, and everything is just going to be... There'll be like five people God. in the auditorium just sitting there. Can you, oh, Twitter's just going to blow up. Oh, people yeah. That are oh, there's going to so be riots. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> lightsabers. So All the lightsabers are going to ignite in unison. <laughs> are you let us, <laughs> let us in. Can you or imagine? pay the price. Oh, yeah. Lord. Hopefully everybody gets in. That's the shitty part is, look, all of us, Sith, Sithless has never been together all at once, right? And 
we might not have the chance to all be together inside one of these panels. And how cool would that be? You know, so hopefully, knock on wood, that we'll all be together somehow, some way. And you're included in that, Claire. Oh, yay. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm the Sithless well, sister on the side. Sithless sister. I love it. Yeah. Here's the, here's the deal, though, man. Like, let's say we're running out of options and we need to find a panel that we can for sure all get into. Well, maybe Dave <laughs> Matthews will be there and he'll do a panel and you know nobody's going to go to that. <laughs> so we can go on in there. What are you going to talk shit on Dave for? He's a nice guy. He gives a lot of, he gives a lot sure of back he to is, charity. Man. He's His a great guy. His music's great, too. Oh God. oh God, Eric! Okay. I, this is great. I, right. you know, Eric hates. Eric hate. hates like two of my like favorite of say, all time but people. The Eddie two Vedder people that he and, hates, yeah. yeah, he's going for the gusto on those two. And, and, and he listens he, to Taylor Swift. His band is fantastic. His band is fantastic. He's a good player. <laughs> oh, there you go. He doesn't like self-taught guitar players. <laughs> is that what it is? Whatever. I'm glad that I could spark such you know heated debate with my presence. I'm really glad that this. <laughs> and and Claire, what did how how are we talking before uh, we even recorded? We were like in a love fest, Eric and I. And now. Oh yeah, it was so nice. And out. then I showed up. <laughs> yeah, and then you showed up, and then now we're duking it out. That's right. It's My like it, here. Here, let me give you. Here's the best parallel I can think of. Uh, you ever seen like a Rubik's cube tournament? No, I don't watch Rubik's cube tournaments, buddy. No, I'm just saying. I watch you ever like, seen like videos movies. of people? really fast solving Rubik's cubes. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I saw and that they're so good at it. And after like two of them, you're like, yeah, I'm set. I'm good. Are you talking about it's, Taylor Swift or Dave Matthews? <laughs> Dude, Taylor Swift is awesome. I would never, ever speak poorly of her. <laughs> you can take it for whatever you want it to be, man. I was just talking about Rubik's cubes. That's weird how personal <laughs> Jeez, you took it. You must've hit a, must've oh, hit a nerve. That's horrible. Oh my God. That's We're moving so on to yeah, let's our on pop, this thing. pop. We need to move along, people. Our pop we need to move culture it along. breakdown. Since Eric gave such a fantastic Claire, Star you are an report. agent of chaos, Claire. Yeah, it's straight up. Garage. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, thanks, Claire. Dude. What's up, buddy? What would you say? <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to take it anywhere. Don't do that. It's actually a pretty good song. Good song. It's that's what I would say. I just like I just like making a Raj mad. That's so messed up. <laughs> if you're a funky on a train, <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. But let me tell you. Okay, let me tell you. Me, me and Les and I have seen Dave probably over 30 times. Correct? Why would you say? That's probably my least favorite Dave song, by the way. Well, it's in my head now. All right. Stranger Things 3 came out. Baby. Let's just shut it down, Les. Just shut it down, okay? Just shut it down. Oh, my God, we're still going. Just shut it down. It's there. You got to finish the song, dude. Come on. Little baby. Okay, we finished. Oh, my God. We finished. Oh, Okay, that's enough. Dude, now, now you're not coughing. episode of now Parts and Rack. <laughs> where uh where where Rob Lowe's character is like freaking out. He's been going to therapy and he's compelling. And so Andy Dwyer and April are telling him things like he's saying things that cheer you up and she's saying things that are terrible to like try to get him more into the middle. And and she's like he's like puppies and she says blood coming out of your eyes. And he's like rainbows blood coming out of your mouth. He says, Dave Matthews band. And she says, 
Dave Matthews fan. <laughs> you know what? People talk trash until they go see him. And I that's know. all I have to say. Look, I Les... Les Dude, I'm, I, I loved you, him I before that. band is great. Lo- no, I like Dave Matthews. I didn't oh, yeah. talk crap oh, about him Oh, yeah. You know, you that. never talked... Yeah, no. no I was, yeah. I've always been a fan. Whatever. <laughs> Look what I've done. <laughs> Claire, how dare you? Hey, we got some lyrics in, so that's all good, dude. You know, that's the, you that's got, the best part. All of a sudden, you can sing. You're not coughing. You got your breath that's back. Right, what would you say? All right. Can we talk about Stranger Things, please? <laughs> Let's do it. Sure, man. Let's do it. Can we watch the Stranger Things trailer? Because I haven't seen it. It just came out today. I'm very excited about this because I am a huge fan of Stranger Things. And I've heard it's a great trailer. So... Let's dive into the Stranger Things trailer. I used to have that. Oh, my crew. What a great song. At least someone's happy I'm home. Oh, my God. I've had all these things. Oh, look at R2. It's just a dream. You're dreaming. Look how big they are. <laughs> Hell is scared, Dustin. That was his name, right, Dustin? Yeah, that's Dustin. Yeah. You could tell by the sign. Oh, yes. What's the name of that song? That's uh, Bob O'Reilly. That's Bob O'Reilly, yeah. the who? Paul Jim does a better cover. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Well, live. Live. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say live. Paul Jim. Bold statement. We're not kids anymore. Dude, Finn Wolfhard is the grunge dramatically. Yeah. What do you think? We're just gonna sit in my basement all day, play games for the rest of our lives. Is that Arnold? Like this can still no. be your home. <laughs> like I love how colorful this is mm-hmm. compared to the last two. Yeah. Happy Fourth of July! Oh my gosh! Did you look, look mm-hmm. at my arms. Look at my arms. Mm-hmm. Look at my hairs right yeah, now. You have arms. nice arms, Rod. <laughs> How many children are you friends with? <laughs> that is, that was epic. That was so. That was I'm so really glad, good, man. It yeah, does, it was. It looks fantastic. It Eric, looks how so much? Good. How many things in there were relatable? That's crazy. Oh, dude. All of them, man. Oh, my gosh. That was good stuff. That was fantastic. Wow. I am so excited about this. Claire, you're a big fan of Stranger Things, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's my jam. I love how they're moving along with their ages. Like, they made an effort to, like, 
they're going to oh, skip a couple weeks. Yeah, let yeah, them yeah, age yeah, up yeah. instead of like trying to do everything so quickly. Oh, it looks so good. And I love, like I said before, it's so colorful compared to the other two. And I love how this is coming out 4th of July instead of Halloween, like the Ooh, past yeah. ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you yeah. can tell by the colors that it's coming out. It's going to be a cool summer f- flick. Very cool. Show, man. you mean? Well, a flick for me. You're going to see it one night? Yeah, I'm going to see it one night. That's pretty much how it's going to be. It's one big flick. Nobody, come on. You're binging. You That's what you're going to do. No, I'm going to be hammered on the 4th of July. What are you talking about? And then on the 5th, when I'm hungover, I'm going to watch it. And you're going to binge the whole damn thing. Probably like five episodes before, I, before I fucking pass bro. out in a nap. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Hot dogs <laughs> and burgers. Netflix knows everybody's going to knock Stranger Things out in a day. Max. Well, well luckily it comes out like at midnight on the, right. four, on the 3rd, so we can yeah. have a nice 4th. I'm already going to be hammered at that point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking spirit. for America here. Yeah. That's the spirit. Happy That's birthday, the spirit. America. Happy, yeah, birthday. happy birthday, America. Here's one to you. Pour one out for the homies, you know, yeah. you know on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. You, know. Yeah. you know what I'm going to say to you? Mm. Little baby. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, that was very cool. Very excited about that. I am very, very pumped. Eric, are you updated with Stranger Things at all? Uh, you know, we didn't finish season two, man. I just realized that. Okay, we got some it. time. You got some it. time. Yeah. I love how you can't watch it when the kids are up. Yeah. That's nightmare fuel. Oh, it is. And I like how the CGI is getting a little, the budget got a little bit better <laughs> for their, uh, yeah. what was the thing called? The Demogorgon. Demogorgon. The Demogorgon. Yeah. That's right. Now it's a Demomegagorgon though, because it's huge. That's a mega Demo. Demomegagorgon. It's a mega Demo Demo. Yeah. Crazy. But my question is, the trailer's great, the show's great. Why haven't any of them moved? The parents know what the fuck is going on, especially Will's mom. That's true. I'm out. That's this true. is twice. <laughs> Bad shit has happened to my son, true. and I'm still in Hawkins. Right. Fuck that, I'm out. At Why? least her. Right. Yeah, but don't you want to live in the triumph of your victory? I, that, no, that's I, what I would look I just want to live. That's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> my son has almost died twice. We're yeah. out. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bounce. Eleven needs to go somewhere else. She needs to go as far away from. Uh, I, I forgot what the the bad corporation was. You know, people need to leave. Fuck that. It's Amazon. Hawkins. Oh, just pulls huh? Hawkins pulls the the city, the town. It just pulls. Fuck you. Do anything. You go live somewhere else. God damn. Keeps she coming back. So I love the way the trailer started with like them pulling that like little surprise party prank on Dustin. Right. But but here's the thing. Um, you can't pull like a scare kind of prank on a kid who's been through that kind of shit. That's he, true. Like, how do you know that? Okay, he went for the hairspray this time. How do you not know he's gonna go for like the nail riddled bat? Right. Instead, like exactly, or, or it's not a can of mace. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's he's gonna be ready. That's for sure. And people, right. pl- please don't DM me because I said that Pearl Jam's version is better. I'm talking about a live version of that song. Oh my god! <laughs> is even then still dumb? Still the dumb. It isn't dumb. It isn't dumb. Oh my god! It isn't because if you haven't seen them, you have no idea. They kill that song, and they're huge fans of the Who. Yes. So. Oh my god. Whatever, Eric. Just and that. and Pete Townsend looked at child pornography. So fuck him. Whoa! Wow! Oh, he, did. He, did. He, did. he did. He did. Damn. He did. He did. And, no, and nobody he seems did. to give a shit anymore about it. But let's not go there. Uh, yeah. But it, that's why I'm saying, whoa! What are we doing here? Yeah, man. You're letting shit. the little drops of cores get to you, bro. Shit. I'm saying. Nobody seems oh to care God. about him. Oh, Eric's over there just rubbing his Whatever. hands together like I've gotten him. I finally <laughs> did it. I finally did it. No. 
I've right. always wanted a second house, and now I've got one rent free in oh, your head. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You're just staying for free up in here. Pet Cemetery's got some early reviews. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Speaking of more horror real? stories, yeah. yeah, here we go. You're Dude, Pearl right, Jam Carlos? made a way better version of that movie than that. That's stupid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can see the wheels turning in Ross's head, and they're not good that wheels. That ain't good to be good. They're not good wheels. Anyways, yes, early reviews are in for Pet Cemetery, And they are fantastic. Yes. So some people were really worried about this one because they people were saying that they're not gonna, they're not going with the same route as the book, and are they going to do what the movie did back in the day? And some people loved the movie. Some people didn't like the movie because it, it didn't follow the book as much. Well, we have some early reviews. Eric Davis of Fandango. This is what he had to say. Pet Cemetery delivers a solid sense of dread from start to finish. It earns its well-timed jump scares and ter- terrific sound design and gnarly effects and extra layers of creepy. I think King fans will dig it. Move over, Goose. It's Church's turn. Referring to Goose, the cat from Captain yeah, Marvel. And Church is the cat in Pet Chris Evangelista of Slash Films. Pet Cemetery is a fucking blast. Holy shit. I'm giddy right now. One of the best King adaptations to date. Like the best King adaptation, Pet Cemetery isn't 100% faithful to the text, but the spirit. This movie is bleak, but also surprisingly funny at times. And yes, the Ramones song played over the credits and I cheered. If you don't know what that is, the Ramones Pet Cemetery. They did a song back in the 80s. Pearl Jam covered it and they did a better job. Nah. Meredith Borders of Fangoria. <laughs> I was waiting for that. This is a really good one because Fangoria knows its shit. And they specifically are a magazine about horror films. <laughs> Meredith Borders of Fangoria. There have been a lot of great Stephen King adaptations lately, but Pet Cemetery feels the most perfectly, specifically Stephen King. It's just what I want out of this movie in every single way. And that includes super scary. So crazy happy with this people so this is really cool and i know boo's a big fan of horror fuck that and um, he's very old face lie lies yeah so this is going to be really cool i am really excited about this and also let's talk about another horror movie that's coming out this week us that's coming out and that's got we talked about how great the reviews were for that so horror is making this this comeback and i love when they do remakes that are done well and that's what it looks like this one pet cemetery i think it's done well I just hope they do things in this one that are, well, obviously they're going to do things differently, but there are some things in the book that never made it to the first movie. And I just hope they're going to be in this movie at least like some really cool, like things where you, when you read the book, you go, Oh shit, that would have been great in the movie. If they put that, any of those elements in this one, I'm a, okay. Okay. Claire, Claire, are you a big Stephen King person? I am. I've read a lot of his books and seen a lot of his movies. Um, the movies were kind of my gateway into reading Stephen King novels. So I saw pet cemetery before I read it. So I have a soft spot for the original movie, even if it wasn't as loyal to the book. Right. Um, so yeah, I saw it before I read it and love them both. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do differently this time. And, what things they choose to keep from the movie, what things they choose to, you know, do their own way. Um, 
I, I'm not as excited about the the comment about jump scares being because I'm I'm always going to enjoy the creepy side, the, the side that will actually get in your head as opposed to the jump scare that will be in there for five seconds. I think that that's Stephen King's. I mean, obviously, in a novel format, the creepy get in your head gnawing at you horror. Yeah, that that kind of style is going to is going to translate in a novel and that's what I love him for I mean the stand is one of my favorite novels of all time and that's because I close my eyes and I see some of that imagery in my brain to mm-hmm. this day um, okay. but I'm so excited for Pet Cemetery because I do have a, such a soft spot for it and uh, I'm excited anyway I'm 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 very very pleased by these reviews but I hope that the creepiness will match the level of jump scares and that right yeah. Yeah, that, there, there that's was a point. just the right amount of supernatural in the book and an element that didn't make it to the first movie was there was a science side. That's what drove. Yeah, that was the, awesome. In the book, that's what drives a lot of the latter part of the movie that we see that's so creepy and scary is just the fact that he, the father's a man of science. I'm not going to say any more as far as that goes, but... Yeah, I, I hope that may be something they play with a little. And then just other creepy elements that, like I said, didn't make it to the movie the first time around. If they get them in this one, I'm all good. You know, it's if this is a, if this is a winner, we got two Stephen King films in a row that are winners with it and this. So that's a good little streak. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a good streak with Stephen King in a while. Yeah. So this is really good. Now, I think it's time to get into some comic book TV movie superhero news there's some big big happenings james gunn is back at the helm for gardens of galaxy 3 they were going to use his script no matter what but they decided that hey if he goes to dc and does suicide squat and nobody really cares and people are really really happy about it why not get him back and that's what it seems like it's happened that's one of the news james gunn is back at the helm everybody's very, very excited about this. Right. But a lot of people are asking, what does this mean for the Suicide Squad reboot? And this is actually, according to Peter Safran, producer of Shazam and Aquaman, who's very uh, in deep with Warner Brothers and the DC world, the Suicide Squad is still Gunn's first priority. In a recent interview with JoeBlow.com, Safran talked about Gunn's position and how it has and hasn't changed with him returning to Guardians. When asked whether the rehiring put any pressure on the production of the Suicide Squad, Safford said, no, it was all handled incredibly elegantly and everybody knows on both sides that Suicide Squad is a priority today and he'll finish that movie and then everybody knows the next film will be Guardians. It's the best of all possible for both worlds. I think for fans and for James Gunn himself. So there you have it. He's going to focus on Suicide Squad. He's going to completely reboot Suicide Squad. It's not going to be a sequel at all. There you have it. So Marvel and DC gets some James Gunn action. I think this changes the game too. For who? For everything. To show that someone can do both. Oh, yeah. That this completely... Brings it all together. It's just better for superhero films? Yeah, that this completely changes the game and it doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to just work with Marvel stuff or I'm only going to do DC or you know, any independent. I think if he's able to have success on both sides, this opens it for everybody to go back and forth and just, you know, pick the best talent and say, look, these are who we going to 
is who we're going to go with. I mean, I'd love to see James Wan do something over at Marvel after mm. doing Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. What do you think, Claire, about this James Gunn? And I know there was a lot of controversy with some stupid shit that he said 10 years ago. And he's uh, admitted to that stupid shit. And he has said multiple times that he was a, he's a different person now. Um, what's your take on this? Yeah, I think, I mean, that whole deal is kind of old news at this point. Mm-hmm. If I mean, he's, I thought it was ridiculous that they fired him in the first place because there's no way Disney, Disney didn't do the background check and they didn't figure out that this was something that had happened in the past. And they're like, oh no, now the publicity's coming. It's bad. Oh, look, bye. Bye, James Gunn. Yeah. But um, I think that the difference is that He's walked the walk since making those comments and he's apologized repeatedly. It's not Mm -hmm. like Kevin Hart who made those comments forever ago and then refuses to apologize for it more than once, you know? Right, right. Um, He's clearly um, still remorseful for what he said and and for all that kind of thing. So firing him, I think it was a bit of an odd, well, not odd move. It made sense PR-wise at the time. Well, especially um, after the Roseanne fiasco. So Roseanne comes out and yes. says some stupid ass shit. She gets fired. Then the the right wing side of things comes out and say, wait a minute, how can you fire her? Same company, all under the same umbrella, and you're not going to take action on James Gunn. And that, I think, put a lot of pressure on them. Then, yeah, they knew what he said. They Definitely. vetted him. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that it's a good thing because... DC has started to put a little bit more fun into their franchise, which is great. And James Gunn has proven repeatedly that the movies that he's going to help produce and put out, they're going to be enjoyable. They're going to be fun. They're going to be quirky and different. And Suicide Squad needs that so Oh, gosh. Yes. yes. (laughs) Absolutely. If you're going to reboot that, you've got to do something different. And you've got to do something that people are going to connect with and have fun with um, as opposed to the last Suicide Squad movie. And Mm. I think he's the perfect man for the job for them. And I I do think it's a good idea that it doesn't have to be us versus them when it comes to DC versus Marvel, that there can be talent crossover and all sorts of shenanigans. Eventually, this is a cool step. I hope that there isn't too much crossover, if that makes any sense, just because I don't want all of the superhero movies to start feeling the same the same way. Right. Um, I like that Marvel is starting to step out and do these movies that feel so different from each other yet have this same connected universe. That's such a nice thing. But if we have everybody working on the same movies eventually, I mean, that's an exaggeration. I'm sure it will not get to that point, but if you know, more and more people are working on films across you know, across the franchises, it may start to feel the same. That's, um, a, great, that's a great point. I, even never, I never thought of that. I was just going to say, would it be great if they're not signed on to these big, huge contracts where they can go back and forth? But you're right. If they do go back and forth like that, the DC and, and Marvel films will feel exactly the same. I and mean, that's definitely not what we want. Yeah, we want, we want diversity in our storytelling and in the talent hired, for sure. Right. And, um, but I'm glad that... Um, People like James Gunn, who has been so successful, can step over to DC and be like, hey, this is what I've learned from my experiences, because they're starting to blossom into this next generation of films for them that 
are going to be more fun and bright and fan friendly. And that's not, not a bad thing. Like we no. need the darker stories and we need the more fun, bright stories. And I think that it's, I think that it's great that he's coming back to guardians because guardians is James Gunn. That's, that's his baby. Yeah, that's it sure his is. thing. And it wouldn't feel the same without his touch on it. Um, so I'm glad that we'll have him back for that. And, uh, but I'm excited to see what he does with Suicide Squad as well and yeah. what he can bring to DC storytelling. Yeah, so am I. I am, I'm really excited. And I, I love the fact that all these actors stepped up for him, said, yeah, that's not the guy that we know, which was a huge, I think, benefit for him, obviously. So good for you, James Gunn. Now, let's uh, get into a little Captain Marvel before we watch the Endgame trailer that we missed because it came out morning uh, after we recorded. And we called it, by the way. On that podcast, we said, watch, something's going to come out tomorrow. Well, it's not the first time. It won't be the last. No, sure there, won't. There, there are cameras <laughs> in your house. Yeah, they're, they are. They're watching us. Yes. Kevin Feige, Kathleen Kennedy, they're all watching us right mm. now, just waiting for us to finish recording. And they're like, yeah, we'll just post that tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, the title comes out. Exactly. Yeah. trailer comes out. Guaranteed, yeah. Overnight line cues are back on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They don't like us specifically, right? Yeah. So we're gonna spoil the Captain Marvel again a little bit. So if you do have, if you're one of the five people that haven't seen the film, uh, Eric's rather, uh, we uh, we're gonna spoil this. So I'm going to um, play the spoiler alert um, little sound effect here. Okay, you got your little spoiler. You have five, four, three, two, one. We're gonna spoil Captain Marvel because I want to get Claire's take on the film. She just saw it a couple of days ago fresh off viewing it. So what was your uh, initial take on, on Captain Marvel? I haven't talked to you about it since you've seen it. Yeah. You just, you just sizzled it very effectively. So thank you for that. You're, you got me very pumped. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but to quote Thor in the end game trailer that we're going to discuss later, I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's funny. She's, she's, Barry, you guys hit it. Uh, you hit the nail on the head last week. It's about friendship, and it's and it, and just like connections to other people and loving other people, not necessarily romantically, but as mm -hmm. friends, it's so important to to Carol Danvers and her success and to her, you know, realizing who's on the right side of this war. And I just, I thought that. It's just another example of Marvel realizing who their superheroes are and choosing to tell stories that fit their superhero as opposed to telling stories that fit the mold of what a superhero movie should be. And I thought it was really, really fun. Samuel L. Jackson was adorable and delightful, which is weird because I'm used to him. delightful. He was delightful. I love that word. And it was so perfect because mm -hmm. every time he was on screen, I'm like, I just want to give you a little hug, buddy. You're doing, you're just, you're so sweet. And it was, um, it and was so, a great story. And so young. And so young. Yeah. He looked great. He did. <laughs> he looked great. The was flawless. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it was a great movie because it just, like, just as a woman and a nerd it made me so happy to watch like her 
beating up people while no doubts. I'm just a girl is playing in the background. I was full on <laughs> laughing at that part. I was yeah, like, that yes, was that was destroy rad. them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, and, and I really connected with her partially because the performances were so great. I mean, Oscar winning Brie Larson was going to be fantastic. We all knew that was going to be the case, but, um, and, and you talked about it a little bit last week. Um, but at the end of the movie, when when Jude Law's character was was telling her that she, you know, and he was pretty much defeated, and he was like, "I always told you that you'd be ready when you could beat me without your powers," and she just blasts him. Yeah, she just she's I don't have him. to prove anything to you. Right. That that I had best. a moment, like I had a really emotional moment when she did that, and I don't want to read too much into the film. But the first thing that popped into my brain as like a female podcaster, as (laughs) an outspoken person of a geek community and a woman is how many times I have been told by rando men in this fandom to that, that I need to prove myself that Mm. I get quizzed and I, and just prove it like, and how many times people have been like, oh, that's your Star Wars purse? That must really work on the guys. It must really get that male attention. Like, yeah, oh. I spent this much money and this much time oh on talking God. about Star Wars because it, I do it for the boys. Well done. <laughs> that means I'm going to date you now, by the way. Well oh done. You gosh. figured me out. It was just, oh. it just, I connected with that because her blasting him and saying, I don't have to prove anything to you. Right. It just sunk in. I was like, you're damn right. I don't have to prove anything to you. She didn't have to prove anything to you because she she deserves to win. <laughs> she deserved to be there and deserve, you know, she deserves so much recognition than you had given her. And it just, not saying that I, that I feel that way about myself. I'm like, I feel like I have the perfect amount of recognition personally uh, <laughs> as the person who occasionally will spout random things on Star Wars and people will occasionally listen. But having that moment of of her saying that she did not have to prove herself to anybody else. That was awesome. As a woman and a geek, you're right. I don't have to prove myself. I can just be and do my thing. And it's enough. And I just, I really connected with this movie. It was so much fun. And yeah, I felt it. I was I I'm gonna go see it again later this week because I had a really good time and Goose was adorable. Goose was my- adorable. That, that's what a great take you had there. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I I felt the same way. Not being a female, but just seeing a female character be such a badass and people embracing it, and it was it was so fucking cool. Like it doesn't matter anymore, right? Like with Wonder Woman it and doesn't. Captain Marvel, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. And I love the fact that it's doing so successful. And we talked about this last week about these fucking trolls that try to bring these kind of things down and it's not working. What you're doing is not working. You keep, keep trying to fucking do it, but it's not going to work. Just waste your time, waste your energy and uh, be bitter the rest be of your life. Yeah. Be disappointed. <laughs> Get disappointed. Exactly. Because everybody's a damn hero in their own way. And you're right. just going to have to deal with that. That's now. right. Right. If it's a female, if it's a person of color, if it's a person of diff- different sexual orientation, this is the wave of the future. Get on the train 
or just get off. Or just get ran over. Or get ran over. That's right. That's what's happening. Oh, yeah. Get ran over. They're trying to stop it. And the train's like, right. Fuck. Yeah. Exactly. But this is a good segue because Kevin Fige, my boy, Feige, talked about who's going to take over the next Avengers. And in the Captain Marvel, the official movie special via comicbook.com, he teased what was going to come for the future. And this is what he said about the whole situation. When we found out that Brie Larson might be interested in joining our world, we had a number of meetings. She was a huge fan of the character in the comics, which is awesome to hear, by the way. One of the highlights of my career at, at Marvel was introducing her at Comic-Con and having her come out on stage and stand there with literally almost everybody else from our movies. There she was at the forefront, and it was a great foreshadowing, not just for how the audiences are going to embrace Brie as, as this character, but also for how Captain Marvel is about to take the lead and be at the forefront of the entire cinematic universe. So one captain is giving the shield over to another is how I see it. I think Captain Marvel is going to be the Iron Man and the Captain America of this next phase. That's what this is saying. Uh, Civil War Two, in the books, right? Is it her? It's Captain Marvel. Versus is it Tony really? Stark. Oh, yeah. that's rad. Yeah, yeah. What is it? And and this only makes sense because if yeah. you know, Les has talked about this a ton. You know, with King Tom and everybody else, the whole idea of sword coming in, where they police, well, not police, but they monitor space. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's going to lead right into their whole cosmic world stuff. You know, you know, we we may never, or we'll probably get more. Uh, world on earth superhero movies but like half as much right. as we'll get other places yeah things like that so yeah it only makes sense i don't know about her being uh iron man as well i think there'll be another no i'm not saying that i'm no i'm not saying that she's gonna be Iron. Man. i'm just gonna i'm saying that she's gonna be as popular she's oh, going to oh, yeah they're gonna do all that's of what it. i'm yeah, saying this is oh, this okay, phases okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah and remember i've been talking about how worried i am with this next phase because mm-hmm. you're gonna lose guys like Hemsworth, and you're going to mm-hmm. lose guys like Downey and um, Captain May, all these guys that we love for yeah. the last 10 years. But don't, don't over the last her. couple, like Black Panther and, and her, that's I, that's huge, man. This is going to be huge. I saw an interesting image because there was, uh, what is it? Captain America looks at uh, King T'Challa mm-hmm. as like a handoff. Uh, Thor looks at Captain Marvel as a handoff, like we just saw in, in the little trailer. And there was a third one. I can't remember what the third one was, but somebody else looks directly at somebody. It it, it it might be reading way too much into something, but it's a little bit of foreshadowing as far as passing the torch, okay? Kind of thing. So yeah, so what you're talking about is probably very very well, and, likely. And to happen. like we all, I think we mentioned, or I don't know if we did last week, but as of today or as of a few hours ago. Disney mm-hmm. got all their stuff back. So, well, yeah, we're going to talk about that next. Opening segue. Congratulations to everyone. Oh, it's we've been a waiting. Happy we've day. been waiting for this for a long time. Oh my so, god. So yeah. So the deal her, is done. Seventy-one right. billion dollars later. Yeah. yeah. But to see Ooh. her as the Jeez. forefront, and then get maybe her standing across from Reed Richards or oh man, Storm or oh, Jean Grey, uh, Charles Xavier. My brain Dead is wi- kind of melting just thinking Wade about it. Wade Wilson, <laughs> aka know, Deadpool, like her and Deadpool going at it, like it's all there. Bob Iger in that first quarter earnings call that we all, fool- all the Star Wars nerds foolishly sat in on, um, he he mentioned Deadpool by name. So hey, he sure did. Disney Deadpool, let's go. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna keep it R. 
They're going to keep they have the hard art. But in the spirit I of thought, uh, past Deadpools. I thought it would be amazing. I, I think it would be amazing that if we see Endgame and the last thing if we see is Deadpool come out and go, he'll like, say like, Really? This is the end? This is like, you know how 20 he 20 freaking it? movies? Are you yeah. fucking kidding? Really? 22. 22 yeah. damn movies, guys? Yeah. So if it's not in... If <laughs> Mine it's, were better. If it's yeah, exactly. Not, if it's Mine not an end game, if it's not an end game, then it's going to be coming up soon where we're going to see a character at the after credit scene, post credit scene. Soon. I imagine like the first Deadpool post credit scene where he's like, you're still here? Yeah, you're go still home. here. 22 yeah. movies? Go home. Yeah, go home. <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking. Do yeah, something exactly with your lives. Yeah. <laughs> That would be really and actually. That would be perfect. That would That's, be perfect. And Ryan Reynolds would be like, "Guys, let's do this now. Let's do this now. Let's get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Stick it in the back of Endgame now. Let's go." How easy would that be for them mm-hmm. to put in? Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so everybody's cool. waiting. Oh, there's no after credit scenes. He's like, "No, wait a minute. No, there really isn't. Just go home. Get right. the fuck out of here." Right. Well, let's get into this this Endgame trailer, and then we got one more thing to talk about. And we're kind of we definitely got to play. We play all these trailers. Let's do this. thousand years ago I fought my way out of that cave became Iron Man realized I loved you Oh, Pepper I know I said no more surprises but I was really hoping to pull off one last one you got one. this buddy oh I love this movie so that's much that's my favorite Marvel movie right there oh that's good a, that's a film right there yeah, Captain America number one, first Avenger. He has the ankle brace on, if anybody could see that. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't notice. Good yeah. job. Sometimes the best that we can do. Oh, reunited. Uh, to start over. Oh, God, I love this score. I know. I know. What is it? <laughs> I, love the, it. I love this movie, too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, what Thor is it? I've heard the score a million times. It best. just sounded so much better with this. I, I don't know why. These people yeah. die. Pearl Jam did a version of it that was <laughs> If it was live, they probably would. Oh, no. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. Look at him. Raccoon's mm-hmm. the, the shit. Look at that hair. Look at that haircut. We will. Ooh, Paul Rudd being serious. Never seen that before. Whatever it takes. Why are you practicing shooting? Whatever it takes. Oh, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Wow. The team walking. Goosebumps again. I've seen this three times. one <laughs> we like her too yeah that's awesome that is such a great trailer and i think that's going to be the last one the last trailer they announced oh yeah it has to be the last yeah. one yeah very, very i don't cool. want any more than that i don't either i'm i'm satisfied i'm going i'm ready let's go <laughs> yeah yeah they didn't have to sell me on that one but that is uh, no <laughs> so this is kind of this trailer is like the history of all marvel 
films and it just looked amazing. And I'm sure you've seen it. I think it broke records for the first 48 hours or whatnot, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, yeah, we just wanted to play because uh, obviously we're excited. We're excited about yeah. it. And I'm sure you are too. I haven't heard one bad thing about any of this. You know what I mean? It's one of the franchises and this is going to end that phase and that history, but we are very excited to see what the new mm -hmm. phase is going to be like with all these amazing new characters. So, it's great. What was your, and obviously your initial reaction, Claire, to this uh, trailer? It was, I'm sure, amazed. You were amazed, right? Absolutely. I mean, it started off with, you know me, I'm a big sentimental sap of a person. And looking back on these core characters' journeys that has been going on for so freaking long <laughs> <laughs> and seeing it finally coming to this moment it, it and just, it it got me a little emotional and then realizing the gravity of the situation and how crippled this world is and, and just where we're going with it and just seeing like just how broken everybody is and how badass at the same time with our beautiful white suits and Scott Lang coming back with like the rolling, you know, Pim laboratory on his hand and just just seeing everybody come back together for one final hurrah. It it was that was awesome. It was just I I had chills. I was emotional and and I just felt so pumped up. I'm I'm so excited for this movie and I'm going to cry my eyes out from like start to finish, but it'll be great. It'll be so good. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. And I love how Pim is so serious in this one. Usually he's like joking around, fucking around. You mean Scott Lang? I'm sorry. Scott Lang, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most might as well be Pim. Yeah, yeah, might as well yeah, be. Well the, be the, our generation Pim. That's what happens yeah. when all of your friends like vanish while you're in the freaking quantum yeah, realm. Yeah, right. He, oh, yeah. He wants you. That's true. <laughs> because probably his whole family. His whole family. Uh, and yeah, maybe, yeah, what if his daughter gets taken in this? Right. Movie? Yeah, we don't no, know. Don't even say that. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, come on. Barton's family's, Barton's family's going to disappear in front of him. That's watching that part where he's with his daughter shooting the arrow. She probably disappeared oh, right, right there? in front of him. Dad, oh, I, Dad I don't feel so good. Well, that would be enough for you, Raj? Yeah, that would have been. That would have been enough yeah, if that, somebody's daughter disappears. Yes, that would have been them? enough. That would have been enough. What the fuck is the difference then, The difference man? is because her daughter doesn't have a feature film that's coming out five months Yeah, go that's fuck a, yourself. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's <laughs> what if yes, she does? What if she famous. does have a movie? Because, you know, <laughs> she, she could be the next Hawkeye. And I think well, she could, but it doesn't mean they have one coming out. Yeah, you never fucking know. No. Yeah, well, Do we know her name, by the way. I don't know her name. Hawk, uh, Miss Hawkeye. I, I, don't I don't know. know. No, I don't know. Miss Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're priming her up to be the next one for the next phase. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was yeah. Still yeah, but this is gonna be great. I mean, yes. this is gonna be rad. So very, very pumped up, like we've been talking about over and over, and over again. Well, we are going to end this episode with our boy Tom Chansky. By the way, big congratulations to King Tom, who got to go see Weezer, his favorite band. And the Pixies. And the Pixies the other night and said it was an amazing show. He was texting me from the show, and I'm so happy you got to enjoy Weezer. Um, they did a bunch of covers, and they did them well. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Not as good as Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said that one up for him. <laughs> Let's play King Tom's On the Throne, and uh, we'll finish it up with that.
Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. I've got a bit of a conundrum I'm wondering if you guys could help me out with. Uh, Good word. I have a favorite movie theater. I've been going there for almost 20 years, the AMC Lennox here in Columbus. It's a 24-screen theater. They have four big theaters and, you know, a bunch of smaller ones. And one of those big theaters is an IMAX screen. The four big ones all have 600 seats. It's all stadium seating. No fancy leather seats or reclining seats or anything like that. But I, I really like the place. It's where I go to see movies opening night. I've seen every Star Wars movie there opening night, including The Clone Wars, including The Phantom Menace 3D. Uh, I've been going there since Attack of the Clones. So that's kind of how attached I am to the place. Anyway, I was there a few weeks ago for Captain Marvel opening night, and they're doing some construction on one of the big theaters. Got to talking to a few of the people there, and they were telling me that they are changing it from a 600-seat theater. They're putting in 300 of the fancy reclining seats, and they are upgrading the screen from a regular digital screen to Dolby. And I've never seen a movie in Dolby before. So first I wanted to ask what you guys think of the Dolby picture quality. Is it really good? Is it worth it? Is it, you know, how's it compare to IMAX? But also, and here's the bigger question, all things being equal, you know, if you could see a a movie opening night, would you guys go for the Dolby or the IMAX? The, the leather reclining seats, that it does seem nice, but then at the same time, there's something to be said for being a part of a movie in one of its earliest screenings with you know 600 people who are just as into the movie as you are. And of course, I think the, the ultimate deal breaker for me between the two would be which movie is showing first, because unless Dolby is that much better, I'd probably always go with the earlier showing. And really, the only thing I know about where to sit in a movie theater is I don't want to be sitting next to the guy who's crunching popcorn during all the important parts of the movie anyway thanks for listening and i hope you guys were able to help me and i will talk <laughs> with you later thank you king tom that was it's a great that was a pretty cool uh little different take on yeah. his on the thrones uh, i'll go first Took uh, a shot at me too though. he did yeah. the crunch crunch everybody's just shooting shots yeah. over the yeah. bow tonight i don't, know what's, going on. I don't know what's fine. going on but i i will go first because you people know that i don't like the comfortable fucking seats the leather Which seats. Doesn't make sense. I don't want to feel like I'm at home on a lazy boy watching a movie when I'm in a movie theater. I would love, doesn't make sense. I love the fact that if there, I wish I could be at that theater where there's 600 people. It'll feel like a concert mm-hmm. where like Pearl Jam plays a lot of better cover songs than the original artist. But I don't know the difference between Dolby Digital and IMAX as much. I'm going to go to Eric Struthers about this because he's into that uh, technical aspect of film and sound and all that. I know that every time we go see a premiere, we go see it in real 3D. Yes. And the real 3D, I know it, a lot of people talk shit on it in the beginning, but it has be, it has just gone leaps and bounds of what it used to be. Captain Marvel was beautiful in yes. 3D, and it didn't take away anything in the film. So I, I actually really like the real 3D versions of the films. Mr. Struthers, do you want to take on the Dolby Digital and the uh, the other one? I'm not really very hip to the like the Dolby visual aspect of it. You know, that's a name long connected to sound. And I'm actually trying to look it up right now. And I, I don't know like what it brings to the picture. I'm not sure what the deal is. Right. My thing is, is the IMAX format is very tough to beat. And once you're starting to, okay, this is better than IMAX, let's say you're really splitting some fine hairs to the point where is it, how noticeable is it to even the 
the above average consumer of movies. How noticeable is it? Me personally, I would rather see a movie in IMAX or IMAX 3D for there's several reasons, but one of them alone is the sound. Okay. Mm -hmm. A finely tuned IMAX theater. There's so much math that goes into it and it's to be able to be certified. It's, it's got to meet these certain criteria and I'm sure this Dolby thing will be banging. My deal would be is like if they took where my favorite IMAX theater is and converted it to something else, as long as the experience was good, that's where I would go. It's less about it IMAX or die as this is an incredible format to see this in. And this is where I like to go see it. You know what I mean? It would have to be, it would have to rival the experience. IMAX is great because of the frame size and everything else, but also the sound. And anyway, that's where I'm at. Yeah, with it. no, no, that I, makes total sense. I yeah. really like IMAX 3D as a format. I think it's great. The movies that I've seen, well, I mean, mostly it's just been the Star Wars movies that to see them in IMAX 3D. I've seen other movies in real 3D, and it's it, don't don't get me wrong, it's a decent format. It's not IMAX 3D, but it's it's still good. Um, the when it's done right, you don't you're not constantly aware of it. Yes, that's the big you, you thing, know? right? Because it, whenever I went and saw The Force Awakens, I want to say was that when the World of Warcraft movie trailer was out constantly. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> that piece of crap trailer i got so (laughs) sick of seeing it because it was so you've got your because you got your imax glasses on and it is plainly here's a layer of stuff and then oh back behind that's another layer of stuff and oh but look at this here's another layer of stuff it's like i get it but (laughs) but then the you know force awakens comes on and it is just the absolute perfect experience beautiful it was so immersive and and honestly, for me, man, that's what it really comes down to. Yeah, seeing a movie in a theater packed full of people, that is cool when people are into it. That can mm-hmm. be a lot of fun, okay? But when you want to see a movie that is visually stunning and there's a lot of emotional connection to it, what you're, want, what you're wanting is, to, is immersiveness. That's what you're looking for. You want to go in there and escape reality, and for that period of time, that's real. And to make that happen, it has to be loud to block everything else out, and it has to basically overwhelm your visual and audio senses. Right, and you have to make sure you're not sitting next to someone that's crunching on fucking food constantly (laughs) right next to you, and then asking you questions and talking to you about random shit. Um, That helps, too. What? I'm not yeah, naming I, names, Les. That ain't me. Uh, oh. <laughs> I may eat some popcorn, but I don't you, ask questions. Where'd you get your crunch crunch? From eating. Moniker. Yeah, Reese's Pieces uh, out loud. Some peanut butter m and yeah, During Logan in the worst possible fucking time. It's fine. Most dramatic <laughs> I'll, I'll own that, but I have not crunched since. And that's how it goes. Uh, you've snored since. Really? You've yeah. been getting dumped on, so you're just going to add on to me? That's yes. good. Yes. I get it. Exactly. Araj, you it. shouldn't talk about sleeping. I don't snore. Oh, yeah, I don't snore. Sleepy. I, don't snore. Hey, I, sleep, Tom I sleep like a little baby. Dude. King Tom calls you sleepy. Fight, fight, so fight, fight. Yeah, I can exactly. sleep. I don't, I sleep. Right. Claire, let's move to Claire. Dude, Claire. Oh, yeah, let's see, not. Dude. I went to see a movie with Eddie Vedder, 
and he was eating popcorn, and it was so melodious when he was chewing it that it actually added to the experience. Melodious, good word, buddy. Melodious. Oh my goodness. Eddie Vedder crunches. I'm telling you, Eddie Vedder did a crunch cover of Les's crunching. Way better. Way better. Way better. You know what the best part is? Is when we saw Captain Marvel, I was actually able to eat popcorn next to Lorena, and you almost knocked the popcorn over. Well, that's the typical. Out of her yeah, life. Yeah, he's got the yips. Yeah, knocked the yips. her popcorn over. I would have, that would have been great to see her go off on you. No. To no. get angry at me all the time. Claire, would you... Here's a question for you, Claire. Would you rather see a movie in a nice, comfortable, lazy boy chair with like 15 people? Because these are what these new things are. These theaters... Like, we went and saw Captain Marvel. There was 20 people in there. And yeah, the theater was really small. Yeah, too. it was lame. But uh, the chairs were nice. It was a shit. I'll sit on the fucking floor. If there's like 500 people and they're all excited about yeah. the movie, what is your take on uh, three? First of all, 3D IMAX and then these comfortable chairs that you go sit in and they're trying to make you feel like you're at home. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to the theater I'm viewing the movie in, if it's opening weekend, I want to be surrounded by people because one of my favorite parts about especially seeing the Star Wars and Marvel movies on opening weekend is the crowd reaction. It totally changes your experience of viewing a movie. Um, Like I will never forget. So I saw last Jedi more than any other Star Wars movie that I've seen in the theaters and going the first weekend and the first week and having that crowd reaction, that energy, and having such packed audiences and having them be completely silent at the Holdo maneuver and then have people like cheer and freak out and flip or have one per- person just go, woo, you know, it was, it just changed my experience based on the energy in the room. So right, I would right. rather have a packed room with lots of people um, than recliners, but y- yeah. That being said, I do like the recliners. I don't, I mean, they're not required. I'm not going to pay 10 extra bucks to see a movie, you know, because there's a recliner. Um, That's not super important to me. Also, I don't love 3D in any format. Wow, okay. Um, I know that a lot of people find it immersive. It kind of gives me a headache. And I tend to see movies, especially the first night, um... I'll see them back to back. Oh, and gotcha. IMAX, and my IMAX theater, where I would like to see the movie, um, they only do it in 3D for the longest time. Oh, really? That sucks. And, and I wish they would, yeah. And I wish they would do like IMAX 2D versions of it because uh-huh. I would, I would be there every showing. Like I, like, let me give you my money now. Um, well, if Christopher Nolan ever did a Star Wars film, you'd definitely get the IMAX 2D because he doesn't do 3D. Yes. Yeah, he <laughs> does. And I got to say, seeing Dunkirk in IMAX in that audio and I'm, I'm in 2D, I could not have handled that in 3D. I would have been in a puddle on the floor, but not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I hear you. I hear but, you. And, and I've been in a Dol- like Dolby theater. Um, that's how I saw Solo for the first time. It was one of those special... Dolby mm-hmm. theaters and um I'm not as versed in the audio format as Eric Strathers is and but I will say that the picture was beautiful and the audio felt incredible although I can't tell you um definitively tell you how much 
better or worse it was than IMAX because both both of them just feel incredible. Right. But seeing Solo in that format was just mind-blowingly immersive for me. Um, but yeah, I, I like the recliners. I don't need them. I'd rather just have it be loud and beautiful and a large group of people there with me. Yes, that's exactly right. The, I got to see Last Jedi in 40, which blew my mind. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that was I felt like I was a two-hour Star Tours ride. That's that. That's the ultimate movie experience, yeah, right there. Because you are talk about immersion. That oh, is, yeah. You get wet. You get yeah, uh, yeah, the, smoke the in your smell, face. Smells. Yeah, yeah, the ship banks to the right. You bank to the yeah. right. Oh, it's awesome. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would definitely suggest that. Not in your first couple times, but maybe your like sixth time. Because you know, all you Star Wars fans, we go see it ten times. This is how it works. You might as well change it up here. No and doubt. There. Yeah. No doubt. All right. I think that wraps up this episode. This was a fun episode other than Strothers taking shots at me. But other than that, it was fantastic. It was great. Claire, thank you so much for coming on again and just killing it again. That's why we love having you on. We can't wait four months next time, though. It has to be maybe a post-celebration kind of event. That would be cool. Dude, I'm down. Post-celebration, drunk at the bar during celebration. I'm that I'm too. here for it, man. Whatever you want to do. Right. That would be great. And also, people, remember, we said this last week. We're going to be at Steele's event on Saturday. It looks like it's sold out, but I'm sure if you go to the brewery, just fucking try to get in there. Yeah, you'll be fine. Just get in there. Pay, just pay the door, guys. It's about a block away from the brewery. Go to SteelWars.com to check out the info. Remember, if you see us on the uh, floor, just say hi. Say what's up. We got some stickers and swag. Swag. Swag to give away. Claire, can you tell people where they can find you and where they can listen to you like they did again and on Twitter and all that great stuff? Absolutely. Well, you can listen to me ramble on uh, the Imperial Senate pod, which you can find pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. We're on Twitter at Imp Senate pod and on Instagram at Imperial Senate pod. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at C Stribs, and you will see me at the Steel Wars event because I have my ticket and I'm excited. Nice. We're gonna we're gonna drink and party with Dude, Claire. I buy you guys a drink after all of this fun times we've been having. So <sighs> the first thing I'm gonna do when one. I see Eric, first thing I'm gonna do I when I see Eric, less. one less round. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you very You're much. Welcome, I appreciate man. it. Eric, I'm gonna give you a big hug when I see you, buddy. That'd be great, man. I got a hug from Eddie Vedder once, and it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> it was right after his hug from Dave Matthews. Oh, my God. There's three people that I would, like, clam up and get nervous if I ever met them or had a drink with them or something. The first one's Harrison Ford. I would just die. And then it would be Eddie Vedder and Dave. Those are the three guys that I think I would freak out a little bit. <laughs> Eric Strothers, where can people listen to your beautiful voice on that podcast? Usually you have more layers to it than that. So. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done I with you. Holding, I was I was holding. I'm done. I, I have nothing nice to say about you anymore tonight. That's perfect. You know, follow. Uh, just listen what? to my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. We talk about Star Wars and whatnot. And Claire has been a guest on there. We don't have guests nearly as often because we seem to have a hard time being able to record on time, <laughs> just on our own. Where can people find you on Twitter, my friend? Follow me at Eric Strathers. I put a lot of thought into that Twitter handle, man. You did. You did. <laughs> boo? Where can people find you? <laughs> at the Sith list, boo. Mr. Crunch Crunch. Where can people find you? At lessonmore 78 on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at the Sith list. People, 
Thank you for tuning in. This was a fun episode to listen to. Am I what? (laughs) I'm glad I'm ending it like this. Yeah. It was a fun episode to be on and to record. I hope it's fun for you to listen to. Catch us next week on episode number 138 of The Sith List. Ah!